We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I am very excited about this series because we recently walked through this with over 80 women at a retreat calling the Retreat Renew, that we want to have a strong mind for a strong life. So we thought we would offer it to you as well. This may take us several episodes, but we wanted you to have a clear mind in this crazy world. We all need that, don't we? And so I'm so honored today. I have my mother here with me, Sherry Godby. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for having me. Mom, I don't know if there's something you want to say as an introduction to this, or if you just want to start with a prayer. Well, I just want to say that it, that a sound mind is a gift. It's a gift from God. It is freely given, and, and yes, I want to keep it. He's given it to us, and I want to keep my sound mind. And it's something that that uh, every day of our lives we have to fight to keep, but it's it's worth fighting for. And we're going to unpack how the Bible has offerings for us for all areas in our mind. We're going to talk about temptation. We're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about so many things. This is going to be a great uh, series and and God has all the tools that we need. And I just want them to know they they may not realize that you are an educator, (laughs) that you've spent your life teaching and you've also spent your life uh, working and working in prisons with juveniles. Mm -hmm. You have you're you're an ordained pastor in the state of Kentucky. (laughs) You've helped in churches. You've helped women. You've helped so many people and students. And so I want them to know that. And this material is exceptionally good. Why don't we start with a prayer? Okay, Heavenly Father. I thank you for giving me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I am so blessed. Lord, you said for me to let the mind of Christ be in me. So right now, I choose to let the mind of Christ be in me and dwell in me. I know that your thoughts are higher than mine, Lord, and I invite your thoughts to permeate my thoughts. I repent of every thought that is contrary to your will for me. Teach me how to fight for and keep the sound mind that you gave me. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, mental health is such a hot button topic right now. You give us an activity basically telling us the difference between a sound mind and an unsound mind. Do you want to unpack that a little? Sure. A sound mind is reasonable. You think reasonably clear headed, a quieted mind, confident, not paranoid and peaceful. And then the opposite of that would be an unsound mind, unreasonable, confused, a noisy mind unconfident, the world around me tries to harm me, or uh, paranoia, and fearful. Mm. Those are just a few things that that I thought of. So I guess we have to start by evaluating where we're at mentally. So maybe if you can 
evaluate that you're, you're reasonable, clear-headed, quieted, confident, peaceful, or unreasonable, confused, noisy in your mind, unconfident, fearful, thinking that the world's trying to harm you. How is that what, is that what you do? You just start by analyzing where you're at? Mm-hmm. It's just a, a starting point. Mm-hmm. I think that's really helpful. Who is going to help us go from, if we have several of these unsound mind characteristics, how are we going to get from that to wholeness? Well, we're going to we're going to look to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to counsel us. The Holy Spirit is going to teach us. And and over the past few decades, uh, I have asked the Lord to teach me and to counsel me. Even in the night, there's a scripture that he, he will counsel us even in the night. Mm, you want to read that for us? Sure. Psalm 16, verse 7, Amplified Version says, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart my mind instructs me in the night so we can we can uh, submit our thoughts to God and we can if we have something on our mind uh, that we are praying about we can ask the Lord right before we go to sleep to counsel us and to uh, to teach us mm-hmm. isn't that good you know a lot of times right before we go to bed we'll read out loud psalms and they're very comforting and encouraging as you go to bed and this morning when I woke up there was a deep fog all across the farm and I said, uh, the scripture just came to me, First uh, Corinthians thirteen twelve that says, for now we see as a fog, but one day we'll see clearly, we'll see Jesus face to face, face and we'll understand everything. And it says that he um, knows us and that we are fully known in First Corinthians 13. Mm, I so love that. I, I think that really encouraged me when I was thinking about this Uh, Whatever is happening, even if you've kept your thoughts inside your head, you're fully known. God knows you. He knows Mm -hmm. your thoughts. He can counsel you in the night. And he wants uh, he wants to talk to us about all of all of these things. Uh, Why don't you read? um, Do you have second Corinthians 318 there? Yes, I do. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm, I love that and that's so similar to that First Corinthians 13 I was just quoting because he wants us uh, you know to to look to him for the glory and, and to have this hope and to have this healing and to be transformed and even our mind can be transformed I think you had a story that you wanted to share with us. Yes. This is related to hearing the voice of God and and also that the word of God, if we had it in our heart, the word of God will speak to us. In other words, like at the time we need it, the the word of God will come up from our heart to our mind. And so uh, I, I just wanted to share a little short story about in the early 80s, how how I was seeking the Lord about hearing his voice. I, kn- I knew that I, uh, that I did hear his voice because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So I knew that, and I was born again. But I would hear people say, the Lord said this, or the Lord said that. And so I was thinking, Lord, I want to be that confident. I want to know that I'm hearing your voice. And so, uh, and I had planted the word of God in my heart, and I'm doing that daily because that's so important to know the word of God. But just in relation to hearing the voice of God, uh, I'll just share this little story. Well, uh, our son was about four years old, and he was sitting 
uh, at the kitchen table, we had a tri-level house, and I was upstairs cleaning the bathroom. Again, we had we had put the house on the market uh, for nine months, and not one single showing. And the house was in a nice neighborhood. It was a very nice house, but not one showing. And so I was cleaning the bathroom, and as I was cleaning, I was just talking to the Lord silently, and I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm just so tired of cleaning, the, cleaning this house every day. I wanted to do more with my life than just cleaning the house. And the Lord understood, and immediately the word that had been planted in my heart came up to my mind from God, and, it was, and, and the thought was, it's in his hands. And we know the scripture says we're in the hands of God, right? But he was saying that the sale of the house was in his hands. And within, it was just a few seconds later, our son, Benjamin, he, he yelled up, up to me and he said, Mom, do you know we're in God's hands? Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. I so love I it. I knew the Lord was saying, yes, the sale of, you're in God's hands. The sale of the house is in, uh, in my hands, he was saying to me. So the word that was planted came up to my mind. So the word speaks to us. The word of God will speak to us because the word of God is living. And the end of that story is that, yes, it was in the hands of God. And so a good friend of ours, a newlywed daughter and her husband, they bought the house and they are still living in it to this day. They raised their three children in the house and they're all serving the Lord. And so I praise God that it was truly in his hands. Even after nine months, the rightful owners got the home. Yes. And how old was Benjamin? He must have been a little guy. He was he he couldn't have been more than four. Wow. Yeah. And he said, we're in God's hands. He didn't know. Hey, Mom. He didn't know what I was thinking. He knew nothing mm. about it, but it was God speaking through him. I love it. And it <laughs> says in John ten twenty seven, my sheep hear my voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we follow him. So I, I love that story. I think that's so good. Well, well, Mom, as an educator, you have something that you call a rubric. What is a rubric? That sounds like a teacher word to me. <laughs> well, a rubric is... It's just an evaluation tool. It's just something that you use as a guideline to judge something, such as an essay. Someone has written an essay, and you're trying to evaluate, you know, the, the quality of their work. So I just wrote out a few questions to, to evaluate when we have a thought, is it from God or not? Should we keep the thought and, and think, okay, this lines up with the Word of God, or should we toss it out? So I just developed uh, or wrote a uh, a few questions, 11 questions to help us mm. with that. Oh, yeah. Tell us some of those. Okay. Well, the first one is, does the thought align with the Word of God? So we have to know the Word of God to see if it aligns, lines up with the Word of God. Is the thought godly or ungodly? Mm. Mm-hmm. Does the thought promote fear? Will the thought lead to blessing as opposed to cursing? Will the thought lead to life as opposed to death? Would I be ashamed uh, if my thoughts were made public? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is the thought in alignment with my goal to leave a godly legacy? Is the thought reasonable? Am I being paranoid? Am I being overly sensitive? Can the thought be put in the category of light or dark if you were forced to choose? You know. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Is this a light thought or a dark thought? You talked about, um, you know, light or dark or... It is is this thought godly or ungodly? I often tell people when we when we're studying the Holy Spirit, there's only one 
Holy Spirit. And right. if it's not holy, it's probably not from the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, it's really quite simple, isn't it? But we mm-hmm. sometimes we make uh, hard, things hard, harder than they than they are. But we want to talk today about foundational thinking, knowing that in your mind that God is on your side. And that is a foundational thought. You know, uh, I remember when we got married over 31 years ago, uh, we had a wedding room. And in the Jackson's family home, the entire office was filled with our wedding gifts, beautiful packages, all these bows and ribbons. And it was a Southern, Southern bell wedding. And we decided not to open them until we returned from Israel because we spent our first year of marriage in Israel. And I just remember coming back and all of these gifts. I didn't, what I didn't understand at the time is that those wedding gifts were foundational for our marriage and for Mm -hmm. our life. And, you know, I think about the revereware pot I still make chili and vegetable soup in, the silverware that we still use, especially for Easter or for holiday dinners and the wedding band china that we use for birthday celebrations. Those gifts were actually to get you through a lifetime. Right. And that's how it is with God, isn't it? He yes, has it gifts for us mm-hmm. and he wants our minds to be to have a foundation, foundation in his word and, and how he sees it. What, how do you, what are some things that you think are foundational that God wants us to have in our thinking? Well, God is for us, not against us. He is for us. And uh, we want to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is foundational thinking. 